Welcome to episode 226 of Crack the Customer Code. Because Adam and Jeannie are ready for liftoff. All right, everybody. It's time that we talk about the airlines. (laughs) Why, Jeannie? Has something come up? (laughs) What hasn't come up in the last few months? That's the better question, I think. And I'm not sure if any airline has been left unscathed by the big stories, especially around my hometown airport or airline, United. They've had they've had a rough few weeks. Yeah, what's going on over there in Chicago? Janie, tell us about it. <laughs> uh, well, of course, everybody, I'm sure, is familiar with the incident of the doctor being dragged off the plane and because they had overbooked. Um, and then I think the real story is what happened after, right? Like... The oh, apology yeah, sure. that wasn't <laughs> <laughs> the apology the the apology non apology. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then the oh wait, everybody's really upset, so now I'm going to try to apologize again. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, in an interview with Lester Holt from NBC, CEO Oscar Nuno said basically, "Oh, we had all these outdated processes, and that's what we need to fix." So. He, I mean, the good thing is he didn't throw his people under the bus or the plane, depending on how you look at it. But he basically said they were kind of following the processes that are in place. And clearly those are outdated and wrong. And what really struck me about that is how we, you and I, Adam, as well as a lot of other people out there who are champions for customers, we all talk about how important it is to really understand what's going on, not only with the experience that you, in your in your dream world, that you want to deliver to your customers, but also understanding what are the things that you have internally, including processes and systems, that are that's holding you back from delivering those ideal experiences. And you can just tell when he said that he was so out of touch with exactly what they were asking people to do and what they were saying was an acceptable way to treat customers. Absolutely. And I'll even take it a step further. And I'm going to bring up the point I've not seen in all these articles about United and all of the discussions that have followed the incident and the statements by the CEO. And that is corporate politics. Mm-hmm. And here's, I am just guessing because I do not know, and it has not been covered by actual reporters, but corporate politics and the cultural side of that has to be at play here. And here's why United is a big, big company. There is somebody there smart enough to know probably more than one person that <laughs> Let's hope. all processes are bad for customer experience. They listen to crack the customer code. They read our blogs. They read Shep on Forbes. They mm-hmm. are on customer think. There are people there that know better. So why are their voices not heard? Why has is the needle not moved? And a lot of it's because of priorities and culture. And for mm-hmm. the CEO to sort of catch up now after the you know after <laughs> statement one ripped apart, statement two ripped apart further, <laughs> statement three okay great we all knew that have you checked your Twitter feed right <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean and that's the you know United's had a a pretty rough rep and there's so many great people I've flown United it's not a hub for me as it is for you but I've certainly flown United I've had amazing experiences with 
a lot of great people, a lot of excellent people in the organization. And I've also mm -hmm. had probably a disproportionately, you know, high set of average or below average experiences. I've fortunately never yeah. had a really bad one myself, which is good mm -hmm. um, for me at least. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and I think to me, you really got to look at why doesn't the right information get to the top? Why isn't it acted on? What mm -hmm. is the culture and who has a voice when it comes to customer experience? It's deeper than just knowing that, okay, outdated processes are, right. you know, create customer effort and create a hassle factor and all the things we talk about. There's well, got to be somewhere, somebody there that has said this at some point. I'm I, convinced. It's a, it's a great, great point. And it ties into what often is called voice of the customer when really it's just where are we on the survey and the voice, the verbatim quotes are often ignored. And I know this because I have filled out surveys. I have used that little open space paragraph and said, I would really, really appreciate someone calling me about this. And it never happens. It never happens. And so what that tells us is that there, I'm sure if somebody, you know, when the doctor was brought off that plane, he was the third passenger that was asked to leave after he had purchased the ticket, after he was seated on the plane. So that whole practice is flawed. But the two people before him got up, got off the plane, right? Were they happy about it? I'm betting not. I'm betting that they were just as ticked off. Um, and they probably have voiced that when that experience has happened to other people. It's a terrible way to treat people. And we can, I think we can all agree on that. Like saying to somebody, yes, we know you purchased this, you followed all the rules, but uh, no, we, we need to take that back. It's not a great way to tr treat people. And so I'm sure that customers, as well as your point about employees, have voiced this concern, have said, this is a terrible way to treat people. <laughs> and because of that, I'm now going to tell all my friends what a terrible airline you are. And I will now try to fly any other airline if I can. And so that should have trickled up. And yet, somehow, they all agreed that this was an acceptable way to treat people. And that's a cultural thing. But I think there's also this other layer of what voices are they actually paying attention to? Because well, I, to your I mean, point, I can't. Yeah, I can answer that. It's voice of the quarterly <laughs> report. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, Short-term goals. Voice of the shareholders. And not that they're not important. Of course they are. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's when it overrides long-term strategy and it's all about the quarter. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. You, know, you get into this mindset. And the other thing, well, I do want to point out, and this is just so I can clarify it for the record. I always respond to your surveys. <laughs> I just think that's important to have on the record. Thank you. Yes. Yes. However, what I do want to say is I would like to never miss an opportunity to drop in a little macroeconomics, mm -hmm. as you know, Jeannie. And I do. I'm pushing up my glasses oligopoly. right now. Oligopoly. What is that? Oligopoly. Mm -hmm. There's an aspect to this that you just can't ignore, which is that they you know, are in an oligopolistic highly non-competitive industry. Mm -hmm. And the question is, is this even going to hurt them? There's some argument that it, uh, because the 
a gentleman who has, has, has Asian descent. It got really big in China, and they're a big carrier in China, and there's some more mm-hmm. options. But the reality is it's not a competitive market. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so there's so few competition around times and price and, and routes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want a certain day and time and a certain route, there's not a lot of competition there. Yeah. Right. And there's a question of how much this will actually hurt them. How much is the uh, Delta fiasco, which was completely different in nature. And yeah, what we may deal with that in another episode may hurt them. And I think that can't be ignored because what happens, and we've talked about this with cable companies and utilities, mm-hmm. what happens when these companies is they don't have to worry about the customer leaving anywhere. They've got regulation. They've got all these other priorities, you know, and obviously safety and all these things that are a huge part of airlines and are can never be, you know, ignored or given mm-hmm. a back seat. And when they run out of resources or run out of time or run out of focus, what's going to happen? What's the one thing they don't have to worry about? Customers coming back. Right. And, you right. Know, it's unfortunate, but it's true. That. I think I think you can't discount that. I mean, the real question I think for us to see the answer to is going to be: Does he follow through, and does United change, and does he right. does, does the corporate change? Because there's an argument to be made; they really don't have to. This is a PR thing. They say the right things, even though it took them three times to say the right things. <laughs> uh, you know, finally saying the right thing. And the question is: Will they adapt? Because, you know, if you look at Delta and we saw that presentation and we're going to talk about the you know Delta situation maybe in another episode, but I do mm-hmm. want to talk about their approach to service. They look at themselves as a premium product. Right. Right. We saw, we saw the guy that was in charge of Delta Cargo, mm-hmm. not even the passenger side. And so, you know, they look at them, they're a premium carrier and they try to deliver a service that goes with that attitude and with that pricing and mm-hmm. so forth and mm-hmm. so on. And I don't know what would happen if they stopped, you know, I really don't. If they stopped considering themselves. Yeah. I mean, if they just started acting like uh, other airlines and Mm -hmm. just said, what, you know, okay, you're cattle, (laughs) get on. Um, I think from a positioning standpoint, it's probably a smart move because the industry is so bad. Yeah. And even Southwest that is, you know, vaunted... (laughs) For their, um, you know, customer service, mm-hmm. that's a pretty low end experience with the boarding right. and how the seats are assigned and things like that, right? Well, and I think there are certain segments who will never fly Southwest for exactly what you talked about, and there are certain segments who will never fly United because of this incident. I, I really think I'm not saying that it's going to make enough of an impact, but I think that there are people now who if they do have that choice where the timing is close enough and it, they can go from wherever they are to the destination that they want, they might even pay a little bit more not to fly United because this went so far so fast and was so upsetting to watch that I do think that it had a more emotional impact than hearing the stories than just understanding, you know, yeah, this was a bad moment on a flight. Because we've seen those videos, too, where a flight attendant or a passenger, they get upset and people film it. But something you can kind of say, oh, yeah, bad day for everybody. You know, I'll move on. This was so visceral 
that I think people really did respond in a very emotional way. And the part that really, I hope, will underline the fact that they do need to change. <laughs> I mean, this this made it up to Congress, <laughs> you know, questioning the CEO. This made it through where I live in the city of Chicago. They hauled them in front of city council um, because the the security people, they weren't technically police. They They are employed by the city. And so this had a ripple effect that I think was more far-reaching than they could determine. However, nobody's lost their job uh, at United, and they really have not come out in a big, big way yet and said, this is what we will be changing. They've said that they're not going to practice this kicking people off planes anymore for their staff. And I thought that was very interesting that it was so conditional (laughs) when they said it. So, Well, because overbooking is going to happen. So Over they exactly, they, they can't say it blanketly. Exactly, but they could. I mean, I do think they they committed to if you're on the plane, we're not going to kick you off. We're going to tell you an hour like at boarding before you actually get on the plane. So no one ever gets on the plane until like three minutes before taking right. off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we've all been there where they make those announcements and give people incentives to not get on the plane. Um, but it's just. I think the the ripple effect of this one will be felt for a while, not just from United, but from the other airlines. And well, and that's where I would that's where I would probably uh, have a little different thought, which is I agree with everything you said for six months or twelve months or maybe even eighteen months. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, assuming it doesn't kill them, which it's pretty obvious, it's not right. Nobody, I don't know, there's probably, you know, 0.00001% of the gas buying population that still doesn't go to Exxon because of the Valdez. Right. Okay. But nowadays that does not have any impact on their business. What impacts their Mm -hmm. business is where they, you know, (laughs) what corners they buy for their (laughs) retail outlets, what, how they buy their oil, how they refine it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not about that one thing. So I think when you're in an entrenched situation, oligopoly, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. barriers to entry, that any effects probably going to be short term. Now, what would be interesting, and this is where I think they may, they're always missing the boat because this is the quarterly results catch. Mm -hmm. Good customer experience pays for itself. It, you know, they can be more profitable by actually giving better experiences. Right. Um, So hopefully somebody there will wake up and see that, you know, this isn't just a PR thing. It isn't just Mm -hmm. a, reputation thing it actually can be more profitable if you do it right now it requires an investment up front it's not more profitable in the short term right but it can be more profitable and hopefully somebody there will hear this episode (laughs) will go to the ceo and make the case i hope so I i hope so for all of us who fly frequently that you know this is this is beyond just one airline this is about really kind of shifting a mindset and a culture about how do we treat people when when they have to fly? Because it's gotten pretty bad. <laughs> it, it really has, and and part of that's you know outside the control of the airlines for sure. Yeah. Um, but they need to know their part, and we've talked about this for sure. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they need to know they're part of that entire journey, and that they are going to be blamed for TSA and the right. process and the wait times and the weather, no matter whether <laughs> they had anything to do with it or not. Right. Right. So, so good luck being an airline. It's all I want to say. It's a tu- it's a tough <laughs> gig, but you know <laughs> it is. Once, once it is you're there. You can stay there. It seems like. 
And I have to say that when I have a good experience, I let them know that too, and what was good about it. Because, you know, it is a hard job, and you're dealing with lots of different people, and there are many different factors that can impact the actual experience. But boy, do I appreciate it when people are happy. <laughs> they're just like, they're, they're there because they want to be there, and they can make it a lot better. So I think that's cultural, that's about the processes, that's about everything we just talked about. So I think we gave them a pretty good to do list. What do you think, Adam? <laughs> yes, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're taking notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we thank you so much for listening to crack the customer code. We are a proud member of the C suite radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. And it's all on demand. Get insider secrets by going to csuitetv.com. And make sure you learn more about Adam at customersthatstick.com. And make sure you connect with Jeannie over at 360connects.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.